This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Hey, thanks for listening. Ryan, it's a joy always looking at you. That's nice. Thank you. You're going out of town, so um, yes. we're getting some work done today. We're doing yeah, we a couple of uh, episodes today, a couple ads, a couple of Yeah, no, no big news better break. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what was I going to say? Hey, thanks for making our podcast your podcast this week. Um, I know there's a lot of choices out there, but you made ours your choice, and we appreciate that. If you really like this episode, if you're a big Katie Lots fan, we urge you to give the podcast another chance. Listen to it. If you liked it, why not? It's like, well, that was a really fun interview. I really liked that interview. Well, let's give it one more chance. <laughs> uh, tell us the uh, handles that you could follow us on, Ryan. Uh, at Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So follow us. Uh, there's an Inside of You online store. You can get cool merch, autographs, all that stuff. There's uh, my band, Sunspin. You go to sunspin.com for band merch and all that stuff. Uh, I'm going to be going to some cons. July 10th, 11th, and 12th, I'll be in Illinois, Metropolis, the Superman celebration. Tom Welling and I will be there in Illinois, Metropolis, Illinois. It's really a place called Metropolis, Illinois. I've driven through it. Yeah. Yeah, it's off, um, what is that, Highway Interstate, the 80? I wouldn't remember it's that. But it's not too far from where I grew up, I don't think. I, I drove from Indiana. Nashville back to California through that way. Really? Yeah, it was fun. It's a good little Metropolis, trip. Metropolis, yeah. Illinois. It's in that bottom. I hung out with Margot Kidder in Metropolis, Illinois one year. We gambled together, God rest her soul. But we're going to be doing a Smallville Nights. Supposedly, we've already sold a whole bunch of tickets. So people are going to come see us do a show, a two-man show, which is a lot of fun. It's called Smallville Nights on uh, Saturday night, June 11th. And I'll be signing June 11th and 12th, as will Tom. And then we're off to Australia. Australia. Yeah, down under, mate. So if you want to get uh, tickets to come see us, uh, we'll be signing uh, autographs and doing shows uh, June 18th. And oh, wow. also in, in Sydney, and then June 25th in Perth, both those weekends, and uh, Smallville Nights and all that stuff, so if you're around. Also, become one of my lovable patrons. Join Patreon. Uh, they support the podcast. I love them. They give back in many ways, and there's like different tiers, and you can get all sorts of cool perks and merch and <laughs> Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash inside of you, and I will message you back after you join. I hope you become a patron. Anyway, let's get into this episode. Uh, I thought it was really fun. I really loved uh, talking with Katie Lotz. Yeah. Uh, I liked her a lot. uh, I bet bet you've heard that one, haven't you, Katie? Uh, It was really fun. She was very open, and uh, I've been trying to get her for a while, and our, our schedules didn't match up. And we finally got her in house, right here in front of me. <laughs> it was it was a good time. Didn't you enjoy her? She was great. She was. She was really fun. She's sarcastic. She's smart. Uh, we talk about her directing her her life. Uh, we get personal. We always do. So without further ado, let's get into Katie. Let's get inside of Katie Lots. <laughs> it's my point of view. You're listening to inside of you. Michael 
Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Well, something happened, folks, if you're listening now. You'll, you'll kind of... Well, Katie, why don't you tell them what happened? Uh, the card was full. <laughs> so basically we got, well, I think, what, five minutes? And then... Two. And Katie here, Katie Lotz, who I'm talking with, she def I definitely saw the director in you. Because the first thing you said, well, well, let's just roll and let's just do it. I saw this calmness about you that it's okay. It's a problem. Let's solve it. Let's start recording. Let's do this again. I could see it because now I know because everybody's like, you know, Brandon was telling, Brandon Routh was saying what a good director you were. No. And um, and I know it's something that you really love doing now. And who who got you into directing? What was the what was the thing that, that kind of just where it took off? Um. Well, I mean, I guess I, I shot a short film um, called Twin Turbo. Twin pretty, Turbo. Yeah, it was a, a fun thing. Uh, and and then that got me into the Warner Brothers directing program. Uh, and then after that, I was able to. And then I shadowed uh, James Bamford and, uh, and our producing director, Kevin Mock. Um, and then I directed for one of the episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. What, what's one. it what's it like directing the first time you directed on set for legends of tomorrow was the first one yeah first episode because you directed a couple right uh i've done three legends and one flash jeez has anyone else in the cast done any or done more than you um more no but uh Maisie, who used to be on the show she's not anymore she's directed and then jess mccallan as well as directed Do you have any other actors i think that was it how did, how did you feel like the first time on set? Were you nervous? Be honest. Oh, I was so nervous. It's it's it, it was quite terrifying. Um just cuz you you're not sure what is fully expected you or what, you know, how to how everything works. Um I think the most nerve-wracking part was always when it came to blocking cuz you're like, okay, and then everyone's just, you know, and you're like having to communicate with everyone at the same time you're the director all eyes are on you what are we doing yeah and you're trying to explain to the actors like and hoping to try to if you have some idea that you you want them to do and um so you're especially on legends there's so many people and uh, you know i like to design a lot of like camera movement things i got, I got it now i got it okay <laughs> good checking you said, <laughs> uh, and it just it kind of requires maybe specific movement from the actors and the camera, and uh, it's kind of like like a dance, and and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't, and um, it's just all eyes on you, and everybody has all all the questions, and you know you're supposed to know all the answers, and uh, it's. Do you ever say I don't know? Oh Let yeah. Let me think about it. you. You do. You you don't have your ego. You put your ego, you leave your ego at the front door. I think in the beginning I was more, uh, I didn't want to say I don't know because I didn't want to, people it think I don't know what I'm doing. or whatever, right? Yeah, or I just felt like as the director, it is my obligation to know. And like, so I should know um, because it's my responsibility. And right. now way more often, like especially I noticed this time on Flash, you know, with there was a question it it would be and i didn't know i would be like i don't know help, help me figure this one out or what do you think um 
And I think that's also really helpful with, with actors too. If you say like you need something or you don't know how to, something's not working, but you're not sure how to fix it. And to just be like, I'm not sure how to make this work. Like, can you help me figure out this? And everybody then is also kind of then gets to shine a bit too. So people can offer something that maybe you weren't thinking of. It's also like, um, cause I, I got to direct, I directed the feature and I directed an episode of small and a short as well. And I remember the one thing I hated as an actor was when a director came, okay, so you're going to be over here and you're going to be over here and you're going to take your glass and you're going to walk. And I'm like, whoa, 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 bro. I'm not doing, I mean, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah. Why am I going there? What's my motivation? Not just because as a director, you go, hmm, he'll go over there. Yeah, yeah. And actors don't like that. At least I don't. Some don't give a shit. Some are like, put me wherever you want. I don't care. Yeah. And that's the hard thing, too. It's like you, it's different for every show and it's different for every actor. How, because some actors are like, just just tell me, tell me where to stand. Like, tell me where to stand. They don't I, care. Yeah. And like, the, if you get too like, it's like, don't stop. <laughs> just tell me where to stand. Uh, and then there's other actors who really want like the, you know, the reasoning behind everything. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's, you know, like if you want the actor to go over there, then put some prop that you want them to pick up for something and place right, it there, right. whatever it is. Have you had toughies? Um, People that you're just like, oh my gosh, they don't trust me. Because in the beginning, when it's your first time directing, you're like, oh, Katie Lott, she's directing. Or Michael Rosenbaum, he's directing the episode. The other actors, whether they tell you or not, are going, huh, can she do this? Can he do this? Can Do they have the, are they going to make my, is my performance going to suffer because they're not giving me what I need? There's all these things that you're probably, they're probably thinking. Yeah. I, I think I had built up a lot of goodwill with uh, the, the cast and the crew. So... It was it was a friendly set, and I think people, you know, trusted me um, already because they 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 knew me. Right. Uh, there was definitely like I think it was a little harder with some of the camera team. Um, How so? Um, if them feeling like you know what you're doing. And that you are worthy of being in that position, uh, or are you just like an actor that's being appeased and mm. getting this, you know, huge opportunity, and it's not fair? Um, and people that have been in the industry for a very, very long time, and I think a lot of times too, if when you want to do something different, then it's and people have been doing it for a long time, and everything's been done that way for a long time. It's like that's not how you do it. This is not, and it's like. I know, but this is why you know I'm here is so we can do things. Maybe try something right. different, and um, but it's also it makes sense. You need to earn people's uh, respect. Yeah. You might not have it right away, but um, but then you just earn it. I I I know what it's like the first time you direct on an episode of with other actors that you've been working with, and I just I I was not going to do it. I was too nervous. Like, fuck, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could do this. In my head. I didn't tell anybody else. I was like, you know what? I don't need to prove myself. I don't need to do this. I don't need to. So I was starting to do that. And I walk into the makeup trailer. And Steve Oban, who's the wardrobe guy at the time, wardrobe who I adore, goes, I said something. He was like, well, everybody knows you're not going to direct. Everybody knows you're going to not. You're not going to do it. You're going to like, you're going to say, fuck it. And you're like, 
And I go, oh, really? That's that's what it took. It took someone's disbelief in me. Is that the right word? Disbelief in me. It works. <laughs> All right, well, fine. Uh, and I went outside. And I go, you have to do it now. You have to prove to all these people that you can do it. And you know, prove it to yourself. And I felt like I there were, you know, I felt like I knew how to talk to actors. I knew how to, you know, get good performances. But the technical stuff, you know, and you have this team around you. Thank God. It's not like you're directing your first thing and you're like, the camera guy doesn't know me. I'm not. He's not. He's been doing these episodes, the lighting, the makeup, all these things are there for you to make it easier, right? Mm-hmm. So then going off and doing your own thing, it's it's a little different because it's a little raw. It's like you're hiring everybody. Oh, my God. It's so much. Yeah, that 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 to me, the whole benefit of working in television is like you come on and you just get to be the director. You're not having to produce and figure out like craft services and hire all these things. It's like you just go, ooh, I would love to have, you know, this prop or this set. And then everybody's like, great, let's make it happen. And like that team is already put together to just make those things happen, which is amazing. Yeah. Have you had that moment where you're just like, as many moments I'm sure as you had where they're like, oh, fuck, I didn't, I should have done this. I should have done that. Do you ever, do you ever, well, go answer that. You're going to answer that. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course, all the time. <laughs> I think. When is it? When does it occur to you? Does it occur to you on set sometimes? Does it does occur to you when you're watching dailies. Um, both. I I don't I don't I'm not a big fan of watching dailies unless I need to. Um, but let the editor call you and say, uh, "We need this." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I usually always have everything we need. It's just sometimes it's like, uh, that could have been. I'll think of some a cooler shot later. Or a transition or right. something that I could have done that I didn't do that I wish I did. Um, which, and yeah, and I think, you know, part of it too is like you have to just like be decisive on things and just mm-hmm. keep moving forward and you don't have a lot of time. Um, so that that stuff when you're when you're rushing and is is just bound to happen. Yeah. How, how many moments do you have where you're like, I'm good. I'm fucking good. This was a good moment. I was really a good director today. Do you have those moments where you feel very confident, very sure sure of yourself? Um. Wow, you're really hard on yourself. If you have to think about this, you're incredibly <laughs> fucking hard on yourself. Well, I'm. Just, I was trying to think. Like, uh, yeah. I. I don't know. I. I don't know. No, maybe. But I think I'm good at it. Like, I'm not to be like. You do. If uh, somebody said, are you a good director? You'd say yes. Yeah. You wouldn't hesitate. I, I think I do have uh, like a knack for it. I think that. What is it? What is it about if you said, somebody said, why do you say you're a good? What is it that you think, why you think you're good? Um, or have potential to be like, you know. Uh, but we're all working hard. You want to get better and better. And yeah. Experience, right? Um, I think I have a good balance of like right and left brain. So I I can be very creative and and have all of those things, but I also understand like getting things done in a certain amount of time and being efficient and uh, all the other elements that come with directing that have are about you know leading the the team as well, um, being a leader on set. So I think directing has very much like you got to have both sides, uh, not just being creative and not just being, you know, logistically 
figuring things out. It's like kind of having both. Um, so I think I kind of have both of those sides. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of you is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. I found, got Rocket Money. <laughs> okay, I found one. It, I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming, dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had... You know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I don't like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. Do you ever lose your cool? 
Um. Have you ever just been like, shut the fuck up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? But uh, sometimes that to me, it's not even losing cool. It's just like what's necessary in the moment. <laughs> right. If, if it's, you know, like things are out of hand, it's like sometimes you have to, it's like real things back in. And if doing it like, okay, guys, like, okay, guy, everybody, like isn't working like you, then you got to do right. what works. And is it, do you, do you find that you have different ways of directing to different actors? Like, oh, Brandon. Brandon could take direction. I'll give it to him this way. He could, I could be hard on him and he could just, he can go with it. This one, I need to coddle a little bit. This one, do you find that? Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, it's kind of like too, especially the, some, some actors want to know why they, you know, and they want that explanation and they want to get into the, the, the feelings and all the stuff behind it. And other actors are like, you know, let's just do it. Because sometimes, too, it's like if you need – say you want the uh, an actor to do the line facing – like you want them to do the line facing this way. Right. Because if they turn over their shoulder like that, you have a whole nother setup. You have to turn around yes. and get that line, <sighs> and it's going to take – you know, and, you, and if you don't have that time, you need them to say it that way. And so it's – some actors, you're like – Hey, we're gonna get out of here way faster if if you play that line forward. The Boom, actors done. that kind of know what they're doing, they'll say those things. Yeah, I think a, a lot of actors who've been in TV for a long time, uh, it's they they can rationalize it and do it themselves easily. Um, yeah. Other actors do not want to hear about camera. Don't do not. It's insulting to be you know like, hey, can you throw that line like for this way for you know? It's like. You you need to be like you know I actually think you know that you're so mad at them right now they don't even want to look at them and so you know it's like don't even like it's you can't even they don't even deserve your your eye contact right. you know whatever it is it's there was something I forgot like who maybe Cindy LeMay's book or but there was a direction about he needed the actress to uh, fire a gun and she was doing it so quick and it was like couldn't even see it. But you could tell that actor, like, hey, you're going so fast, like, we can't even see you. So just, you know, um, be slow up there, slow it down and be up there longer. Or you tell the actress, like, you need to make sure you really get a good aim because you can't just fire it without taking aim. So make sure you've got, you know, you lock eyes before you fire. And ah. now that actress, instead of being like, boom, it's, you know, she's coming up and actually has something to do. Motivation. Yeah, which yeah. is such a gift because that then, you know, and if you can communicate something like that quickly, uh, I think every actor would prefer that than the, you know, just being like, camera needs you longer because then they have to come up with their own justification. But it's it's hard, sometimes hard to think of a concise way to say things. And so a lot of times directors, if you're like, oh, I'd, you know, because you don't want to look at that person and, and you know, and it's too long. Um, right. But if you can be concise about everything, I think everyone would always prefer a, an action to, you know, kind of do. You really love it. I could tell your passion. You just like when you're talking about it, when you, it's, it's just, you could see it, how much of a passion you have for it. I, it's cool. I think it, I needed the challenge too, after being playing this character for so long. Um, Sarah Lance. I, yeah, Sarah Lance. Right. Lance. Um, Sarah Lance. Sarah Lance. And I, I needed uh, to be creatively uh, stimulated and challenged. And directing is incredibly challenging. Overstimulation. 
it's, I mean, it's so much work. Um, so much work. It, it really is. And I think, I'm assuming it gets easier the better you get because you just, you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, whereas right now it's like I really think everything through. Um, and so it's just a lot of, and, and there's just so little time to do it too, which is hard. Like I just directed an episode of Flash and I got the script the first day of prep. Uh, so I, I read it and then it was like I had my first meetings for prep. And it's hard because you get on those meetings and it's most of prep. Anytime you're in a meeting, it's mostly for all the other departments for you to answer the questions and give you all the information. And so it's like, okay, well, with this, like, do you think, you know, you're going to need like how many like VFX shots do you think you'll need for this? And I'm like, I have no idea. I literally just read this thing. Right, and, right. And so you you got there's so much and it's you have to do like all of the work to know for me it's like i want to have time to do think everything through cuz you know what camera equipment you want uh for the type of shots that you want or the the prop like everything has to be pre-planned cuz if you get there on the day it's like then you don't have the whatever it is that you need or yeah you know one of my friends he was a producer on smallville i remember he said i go just give me some direction Give me some insight because he's directed so many things. Greg Beeman. And I, he says, don't give an actor more than two notes at a time. And I go, why? Because most of them can't handle it. If you start, they start drifting off after the second one. They're 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 because they're thinking about the first and second. You're giving them too much information. And you're not going to get it. Get these two notes. Be clear about it. Just go, hey, just two things. Do this, do this. Then the next take, you could say, okay, great. And get to that third and fourth thing. It always was a great note for me because I didn't want to overnote someone. Is that something you had to learn? Um, I think in the beginning, I was a bit more. Uh, I I had a, a very specific vision of things, like how I wanted it to be done, mm -hmm. and when you do have that, then you have a lot more notes because uh, you're trying to shape it into this thing that you want. Right. And and I think as I started to do it more, I had uh, less, I would have less notes because I was more just working with what they gave and I would only have things that I more really needed story-wise. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it, it is, and some actors can handle uh no a lot of notes some no none and especially like with uh blocking like if you need like that's sometimes really hard for people moving to to places <laughs> yeah uh while they're doing things yeah what about directing yourself uh that is i it's not my favorite to do uh to act and direct at the same time because so much of the work is like done when you're sitting there behind a monitor and and watching like okay i got that shot i need still need this and oh that performance or whatever the camera move and if i'm on camera i can't see but they have it. they can't write you out of a show they need you in there um well in the beginning they they wrote me out and like gave me a lot of time and it was awesome i think i was like in one scene in my first episode and then this this last one which was for the hundredth episode when i directed the hundredth you directed the hundredth episode boy mm -hmm. they must really believe in you for director hundredth <laughs> episode seriously 
Um, That's pretty incredible. It was cool. It was. I felt really lucky, um, but it was incredibly challenging because I was working a lot during prep. I was in the episode before. And I think maybe because the one before I was like, oh, I, you know, this isn't so bad. Like I can, I could do this. And, but I, I lost a lot of my prep time or I was trying to prep in between uh, takes on set. And so I just, I didn't get as much time. We had a, a late script um, and it was in really uh, technically challenging because we had like a lot of um, motion control stuff with, with the camera and, you know, one actor playing two people. I had a scene with like 16 actors in it. Um, cool. It was... Good Lord. Sorry. But but like, <laughs> I don't like, I can't, there's not enough time. If I had enough time to go and watch playback, I would love it because I actually would prefer watching myself and I can go... Oh, I'm a, I, this would be better. This is the beat I'm missing, or I could, I like that too. Yeah, and I don't also mind watching them. There's so much of acting is is with the camera, what the camera catches. And I think in the beginning, I was like, to I was very, you know, like oh, it's just about being real, and um, and even now, like I actually watched uh, for I, we had. My boyfriend and I were watching Mad Men to just see this like '60s. We're trying to for something. And you were in that. And and we watched. I and I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> I couldn't watch it. But the like just seeing a little bit of it, I was like, wow, I am completely unaware of the camera. And which also I think is, is that good. Um, I think there is a there is like a, a rawness that's that's nice to uh, to it. Um, but. There's also things where I'm like, it would be better if you could see your face and, you know, things if you're you're looking down and you're because you're thinking or you're emotional and this is where you would be. But it's like no one cares. It, like <laughs> they can't see can't it. See no it. one. Right. And so maybe that's what feels real. But like this is going to come up so much better. And yeah, um, I, I think I'm having the. I used to like pride myself on being like that's just raw and like it's not about the camera. And but now I'm like, no, I think having the technical being able to keep that with a sense of the camera um is 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 better. Um If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you feel, I don't know, it, the way you talk about directing kind of makes me feel like you're going to eventually gravitate towards just directing and not act. Do you, do you mm-hmm. love acting as much as you used to or you just you found a new love or, or you think you can do both? I think I can do both. Um, I always just follow whatever I'm curious about, like whatever I'm passionate about. It's always led me down the right roads. Um, and I never thought I would be an actor. I didn't, that would start even thinking about it really. How old were you when you started acting? I think I was 22. 22 when you started? Yeah. And how did that start? Um, well, I, so I came up to LA for dance and I was dancing. Um, and then I moved to Germany to be in this girl group. And right. so I was like kind of doing the backup dancing thing. And then I was uh, in the forefront. And then I came back and because I was like, and the, the girls still wanted to do like the singing group. But I'm like, look, this is not, this isn't, singing is not my gift to share with the world. <laughs> um, but you could dance. And I could dance. Um, and And I went on tour with Avril Lavigne and like, how did that happen? How do you just tour with Avril Lavigne? Do you audition for Avril Lavigne? Mm-hmm. So how many Dance. girls audition for an Avril Lavigne video? Or uh, tour, tour. Tours are always like tours are big ones for dancers. So you get you get a lot of people. Um I don't I don't know. How hard is it? How many I mean, how many do they choose? How many? Well maybe twenty? To like that Total. to go on tour? Yeah. Oh, not even close. There's like I don't know, four girls and four guys. So you were chosen at the four girls out of probably thousands. Yeah, I don't know how many thousands auditioned for Avril, maybe. Uh, but did you like her? Um, not particularly. Really? Did you not talk with her much? No, she was very. Uh, she wasn't very outgoing. Right. Um, she didn't make much effort to to connect though i i guess i also didn't i've never been like a hey let's be friends yeah yeah so like, so you feel like it was partly your fault partly her fault probably no well i think i mean you've seen pictures where like she people fans pay like 500 dollars to take a picture with her or something and they like have to be like two feet away <laughs> you've you seen that only during the pandemic no, I think this no, was not have, a pandemic. No, no, I'm thing. saying in pandemic, I can understand yes. two feet away, but um, wow. And I just kind of remember thinking, like, if you really like do not want to be around people that much, like, and don't want them touching you, like, then don't 
offer photos ops, you know, right, like right. where you're going to be like, give me your money, but don't touch me. Um, <laughs> or maybe there's some, who knows? I don't know. Like, who am I to judge what her reasonings are? But, but uh, that's just your experience. Yeah. She wasn't particularly friendly. Um, and there was her manager or whoever it was at the time there was like this just drama stuff and they felt like we were leaking stuff to the press about things. And it was like, mm, this is, and I didn't want to, she didn't want me another like blonde on stage and I didn't want to dye my hair. So I was like in a wig and I just was like kind of on, I remember like looking at myself, I'm on tour and I'm, you know, backup dancing after kind of more being in the front and I'm in the back and they're like, not very nice. And um, have this wig on. And at one point I got an eye infection. I was like, my, I had a, like my eye got infected and I had like a sinus infection Oof. and you're like on a tour bus, like this they tour They don't care, life. you're and dancing. He, he, yeah, I had like, and, and it was like, <laughs> I, I remember I had to wear like my glasses cause I had contacts and an eye infection and I couldn't, and I couldn't not have my glass, like glasses on and so I was on stage with like glasses and this big wig and I just was like who am I I don't even know like this is not me what am I doing with my life and and then I came back and that's when I started taking acting classes and um because of the bad experience you had you felt like I, I want to do something else well it just what wasn't me anymore like I wasn't this I've it's time for something new and um these tours are mostly designed for younger people young dancers who have a lot right so did you feel like i mean oh, i was like know. 20 so that's like pretty that. young yeah that's pretty young when you're doing it and you quit probably by the time you were 22 yeah wow um did you like it for a while did you like could you dance with, didn't you do, oh, didn't you go on tour or you did a video for lady gaga yeah i danced with lady gaga i bet she was cool she was cool i didn't like hang out with her or anything but she would come to rehearsals and and put the work in and she was like Lady Gaga all the time. I remember we doing the paparazzi music video and it was like four in the morning. We show up at the set and she shows up and it's like she's got like, I don't know, the, you know, she's full out already. She doesn't show up in sweatpants and like go get dressed and stuff. It was like she arrived. Lady Gaga has arrived, you know, and she hasn't even gotten into the Lady Gaga look yet. So I was like, but she's, you know, and she she worked hard and she really like showed up. She showed up. It was like, um, yeah. And I think that actually, like, I got called to go on tour with her. And I had just started, like, my uh, my, my two-year Meisner program in North Hollywood. Sanford Meisner. Yeah. And, and I was like, I can't go on tour because I am in, you know... <laughs> theater school like i am in i'm becoming an actor and was your agent like come on what are you talking about this is a big opportunity come on yeah because it was i mean it, for as a dancer it's like that's the, the top but i look back at myself i'm like good on you like to like have that uh belief to like turn something like that down because I was like, no, I'm going to be an actor now like well maybe it's that that sort of decision making which makes you a good director you know, to be able to say, no, I know this sounds so appealing, This, but it's not right. It's not right right now. This is what needs to be done. Yeah. I need to focus on this. So maybe that was it. What was the first acting gig you got? Mad Men. That was the first gig you got. Mm -hmm. That's a big show for your first gig. I remember going on to set and like, you know, kind of, I had no idea that, because my, my acting school was not like for camera. There was no, it was like more theater type 
uh, just learning how to actually act and the craft of acting. And they, and I remember like, you know, kind of doing it and then coming back and there's like all this tape on the floor. And I'm like, like, what, like, what, why, why is, why is there tape? Why is the tape on the floor? <laughs> and they're like, those are your marks. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Meisner yeah. didn't teach me about marks. No, no, they didn't. No. Same too, where it was like, uh, you know, we were drinking or something and they were like, oh, you need, you drank on this line. And I was like, oh yeah, but like, oh. and they were like, you need to every time in the same. And I'm like, I have to do every time on the same line. Cause I was so just like, I'm real and I'm in the moment. Like there's it no, it's a lot. It's, it's harder than it looks. It's like, you have to do all these things. Script supervisor keeps coming at you and go, yes, you drank at this line. Hey, you walked over here when he said or like this. Your hand was open, not closed, you know? And so you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, fingers here. And then like, <laughs> and, like and then you switched it and then you're like, God damn it, why did I move so much? <laughs> How about I just, the best take, just use fucking that. <laughs> it gets so frustrating. Yeah, because and you do it so many times and from all the different angles. And Was it something that you, but you, did you love it enough? I and mean, obviously you loved it enough that you wanted to keep doing it. Oh, I loved it when I was even studying it. I, I loved it. Um, what was it? What, what is it about acting that you really love? I think I liked the, I, I got to feel things. I got to feel everything, anything and everything, good or bad. And I, I don't, not to say like, like I'm an emotional person, but I'm, I'm very, I'm pretty in control of a lot of my emotions in life. And um, can be quite even keeled and things. Um, and with acting, it's like the, I love the up and downs, uh, of, of getting to feel things that you might not get to feel in life and, and in, in a safe place to do it where you're not like destroying, destroying your life mm -hmm. by, uh, emotionally losing it. Um, and I think for me, acting always was the, the, my favorite part is when you're, when you surprise yourself, when you don't know what you're doing. So like you're, you're in a scene and some, the way you respond is you surprise yourself and that being able to like the unpredictability of that and just the things like coming up, it's like, Ooh, where did that come from? And right. it's like that and which is kind of, you know, what I learned in acting class, you're doing scenes like that all the time. Yeah. And then when you're, you're working in like television it's rare you get to kind of those are very special moments when you get to have scenes like that do you still take acting class you know i i took in um a like my last break i i did um and then i i want to do another one um and i've been actually looking for a teacher and i've been reading like a few people's books and trying to find like what's what feels good because also like when you start to have your own way i after i started working i got back into a regular scene study class i didn't like it because but it maybe it was just this one but it was very it was competitive and like the teacher encouraged this like uh i don't know competitive competitiveness um on and off the stage and you didn't like that no i didn't like that uh it just it it was like there was a safe place and then she was taking away that safe place and um and when they tr when when a teacher tries to like shape you into what they they want um 
but it's like you're, you know, you need to always have that humble openness of a beginner. And you, if you close off to like things, you, you don't get better, but there's some, you can get shaped in a way that is not, you know, kind of what you want. So it's like finding that balance and making sure you're with the teacher that helps with that. Yeah. Do you get nervous still? Do you get nervous auditioning? Do you get nervous on set playing a character before you start going? Is there always the nerves going or is it something that you can put aside and just focus on the work? Um, on Legends, I don't get nervous anymore. Uh, Not at all? Acting, no. Because also it's like I there you, you, you've you've got it and you you could do it again and again and you know this character uh, and i know this character um but auditions yes and i think you know when i go on my next project and i'm playing a different character i'm sure i'll be i'm sure i'll be every actor nervous. is right before they get a part they're always nervous as shit i hear from the biggest actors and then once they do a take or something just get it out <sighs> then they could kind of relax. But they're all, everybody's the same. You just want to impress. You want to be good. You want to be on it. And I fucking hate nerves. Yeah, and it I doesn't just want to be. It doesn't. It doesn't. Some people say it does. It gives you that energy, gives you that drive. But for me, it's debilitating sometimes. It's too much. And just ultimately, it's like, just fucking listen. Listen to the other actor, which is something we all forget. Yeah. But when it, when it comes down to it, that's the number one thing. Just listen to the other person and bounce off that person. Yeah. They talk about that with improv. They talk about that with acting. But I found that if I, when I'm not listening, forget it. You're talking with a, a, a beginning actor. I'm just, I could be really kind of like winging it, but it doesn't seem connected. And sometimes I've had like, I'm like I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And the other actor goes, are you listening to me? And I go, fuck, do another take. I got this. Just forgetting that I wasn't really listening. I was thinking of my shit. Yeah. Do you deal with that ever? Um. I mean, for sure, for sure. I think we, everybody does. Um, and I think, yeah, I'll notice that sometimes where or you're working with an actor and it's like they have something that was a response to what you say and then like they repeat it, but they repeat it as written, not how you said it. And you're like, you're not listening. Not they, Or they or were the night before they were in front of the mirror running their lines and this is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to say it. And they don't realize by, but it changes by the way, you, you know, you respond to other, you, by responding to what the other actor is giving you. That's why I really like Meisner because it's all about, it's all about that. It's the pinch, ouch, like uh, nothing, yeah. you, you don't do anything unless something makes you do it and everything is off the other person. And I actually, I went into, I think it was season six or something with, and I had all my like, acting icons and things on my trailer wall and you know and it was the whole thought of all of those things where it's like you don't do anything until something the other person makes you do something and nothing not self-generated and and then I the first scene that I come on and to do they're like okay but like um we need your eyeliner tight so like don't actually look at the actor and we need to, and it was like, okay. Uh, and all of these things that were just stripping away everything that you're- uh, Used to doing. Or, or that make you feel like you're, it's real and it's right. in the moment. And because so much of acting is where you're like, okay, now I'm, I, there's a, a dragon and it's flying and I'm, I'm looking at it. And it's like, you're not looking at anything. There's nothing actually there. And you're having to self-generate things. And so it can be hard to kind of- keep that 
balance. That is hard. Um, especially, do you have to deal with a lot of that on Legends? Like seeing things that, uh, oh, this is gonna how it's going to be. This is going to be the CGI thing. And you guys got to react to it. And just trusting. Do you, is there a lot of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you hate that? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's It's just harder. It's so much easier when you have anything. Even if, like, they give a laser pointer like that moves is like thank you so much because it's like everyone's trying to like have matching eye lines and and the same with with directors where like you're like please talk me through it give yeah. give me something you know See, i think i would be that guy i would be like it's it's just this it's just a giant dragon in the sky follow that light and it's the fire comes out of its mouth and it's fucking just, would you hate that? No, that's what you want. Okay, good. Because I, I felt like I, was, I would good, annoy you. But some some directors that if they don't, some directors it's where they're, and they're like, you're scared. <laughs> and now, and it's like, and you're like, don't, I don't. It's so true. That, it's, it's better to be like, Wah! and you're like, uh, have anything, anything to react to. Right. Do you get, I want to know this. Because no, I've never asked this one on anybody like Brandon, Ralph, Steven. When you do the multiverse, when you do Flash, Batwoman, um, Legends, mm -hmm. Arrow, you get the picture. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you get paid for extra when you go on the Flash? You get paid for as an, ep as an episode of. An episode of the Flash. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing an episode of Arrow and at the same time you're going to do an episode of The Flash, their eighth episode, and you're on your 15th, you're getting paid for a full episode on Flash and a full episode on Arrow? That's dope. Yeah. yeah. How many episodes do you cross over a, a year? Well, we don't do them anymore, really. You don't? I think Flash did something uh, this year, but the the big crossovers, yeah. They're but how many did you do, would you say, crossovers did you do? Well, I mean, in one year, I... what. There was one year where I was on Arrow, Flash, Legends, Supergirl, and Batwoman, I think. So how many episodes, if you added all those episodes up, how many would there be? So like Smallville, let's say there's 22 episodes, but if I did Arrow and I did this, ultimately I did 40 episodes of television? You, you mean in like a season or? In a season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this year it was like I didn't do any other ones, but that. That season, I, however many we did on Legends, say it was 16 plus another five. It's, you know, so it does, helps those numbers for sure. Wow. Did you like doing the Arrowverse? Did you like doing all that stuff, crossing over? Um, well, do I, so the crossovers, not Arrow. Crossovers, yeah. I, I'm not the most articulate when it comes to that stuff. The, yeah, I, I mean, it was fun. It was fun to go on other shows and see how their shows work and, see the work with the other actors for sure. But sometimes it sucked because there was just too many people and you're like an, and it feeling like an extra cause you're just there and you're like, maybe say one line, you know, and it's, yeah. um, but they're fun. Yeah. If you had to name your top five actors that you've worked with on these shows, who would it be? Who's the first person you think of? You just love working with it. Is it no disrespect to anybody else. You love everybody. But if you just like, Oh my God, this person has just become a, 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 a real close friend or I just love there's something about working with this person Nick Nick Zano I he's just like he's just such a gem of a person I really like the way I really I just like the way that his mind works you know and he's such a he's just a sweet really sweet person I really like Nick cool yeah 
How long is is that will legends last? Well, I don't know. We don't uh, the they just announced early pickups for a few of the shows and Legends wasn't one of them. Are so, you concerned or do you do you care? Um yeah, I care. It's interesting like in in the beginning in the first after like season 2 or something it was it was so hard and like pretty miserable. Um that and I like wanted off. I didn't want to do it anymore. Why was that? We were literally working 14-hour camera days yeah. almost every single day and they we were not very well taken care of. Um the it was like LA, there was nobody from LA, no writers, no producers, anybody up in Vancouver. So they had no idea what was the conditions were like on set and we had a, a few actors at the time that really did not want to be there. Um, and mm, there was everyone in, in Vancouver was not in charge. They weren't, they, they had to just get it done. Like what LA says to do. Right. And so then the people that were actually there and could see what was going on, didn't have the power to Change make it. changes or, right. and like they were just beholden. And so it, and then there was a lot of like just it it wasn't very good. And then the LA started sending people up, like a writer up, and to make that bridge. And then we got a producing director, um, and that helped a lot. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that. Yeah, just oh, the, some... the pickup was. Right. Oh, and so, if I wanted it to go, yeah, exactly. If you wanted it to go, um, but now it everything is, is worked out. Yeah, everything is, it's much more, um, the working conditions are good. All the relations are good. Everyone gets along, has a really nice time. Um, we like the writing a lot. Uh, it's a family. Yeah, and and we were proud of the show. You know, I think there's times yeah. too where we didn't like, it was like, oh, what are we doing? And we, the show is its own identity and it's, you know, the writing's good. Everything is, it's fun. Um so I, I would love for it to go for another season because also I think it sucks to end it like that. Right. Um, after so so many episodes and, you know, such a long time. And CW is, you know, historically always told a show when it's on its last season so that you can do it justice and, and wrap it up and give it a, a proper, you know, ending. Yeah. And I, I think everything's there's like you know there's the cw they're selling the cw so that's changing things and um but i really would love to do another season to like you know end it properly i want it to and, and it's, it's cool that you feel like that a lot of people are like oh we've done enough we're like you know i'm done at the end of seven, seven seasons of small but i was like ah, yeah what else could i do i'm done I'm yeah. done. I don't want, I want to go off and do something else. I've done this. I did this. I, my contract's over. I want to, you know, but to say, yeah, I'm ready to go back. That's, that's kind of cool. And I, I think too, is because I'm directing it also. It's yeah. Like, a, I don't know. I want to go back. I want to take what I've learned from directing on a different show over there. And um, I think it's different too. And I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you, you feel like you, they respect you. The powers that be respect you. And there's something really, important i mean that's incredibly important i never really felt that i just felt like you know you're you're gun for hire and i just never felt that love from the crew and cast i did but from you know i just never felt there's something so like demoralizing about it when you don't and that's in the beginning i felt like that too right and it's like and and there's just this 
feeling of like they're pushing on you that you have no power and like you are going to do what we say. And it's very, yeah, it's that, that's not a good feeling. Like you said earlier, well, you just don't have control. Mm-hmm. It's you have no control over what's going on. Stephen Amell, I asked him about you. Oh, what can you tell me about Katie? She is the OG mask wearer in the Arrowverse, the original gangster. Please tell her to move to Austin. What do, what do you mean by that? <laughs> um, I I just went to Austin actually this weekend. Um, I've lived in LA for a very long time now, and I mean I'm a SoCal girl, but I. Lately, I've just been feeling like I kind of want a change and I want an influx of like new, new people, new, I, I mean, I, I love my, my best friends and most of my friends are here. So that's the only hard part, but. But a change of pace, a different atmosphere, something. And I want to be a little more removed from the industry, I think. Like I, I want I love the creating in the industry, but I think it can become an echo chamber of, of things and less you know, new ideas and new inspiration um, when you're just in it all the time and that's all you know. Right. So I've kind of exploring the idea of maybe like t- going on a, some, feeling a call to adventure. All right. Uh, lastly, this is, this is shit talking with Katie Lotz. This is the, these are the fans. Okay. Rapid fire. You just answer them. If you don't want to answer them, you don't have to, but this is, these are my patrons. I love you guys. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you to become a, a, a patron and support the podcast. I appreciate it. You get to ask these questions. Uh, Raj, what were some of the non-acting jobs you had to take on while trying to get your career going? I uh, as dance teacher. You were? Yeah. A dance teacher. Did you like it? Um, yeah, I did. For how old? How old people? Old older? No, younger. Younger kids, little kids. How older were people? Older people? <laughs> Younger. But I, I started uh, dancing, like, in getting jobs as a dancer when like my when I was 17. So I was able to financially support myself through that mostly um, or fully. Zach P., what was, has been your favorite thing about playing Sarah Lance? I, I mean, it's, her evolution is, is so cool. And I think uh, being able to go go on such a journey with this character for different things. And um, especially being able to get her, like I, I loved being, seeing her become happy too is really nice. And uh, yeah, I guess the evolution. Cool. Michelle K, what's the biggest challenge you're facing right now? That's a tough That's one. a great question, Michelle K. Yeah, Michelle K. Um... I mean, I my life's pretty good at the moment. Like if you ask me, knock on wood. Knock on wood. I I think I I went through a really hard time, as probably most did, like at the beginning of the COVID. Aside from COVID, um, and have come out of that much better than than ever bef- before. Um, so I'm f- feeling in a pretty good place. But I guess my what's my biggest challenge, um. Maybe leaving LA <laughs> could be one of them. I don't know. That's a tough question. Sometimes when questions are really good, I'm like, I gotta really, really like think about it and yeah. have a a good answer. But I guess on a smaller s- sense, trying to get some um, schedule, like a routine in into my life, uh, a healthy routine, because I've. I've just been so on the go. I'm never in one place for a long like time to be able to 
get healthy habits and I'd like that's that's a big challenge for me right now. Yeah, like what do you do for your well being? What do you do? do you, are you a big uh, advocate for exercise and activity? I mean, what do you, what is it you do to keep your mind straight? Um, so I journal. That's like a big one every morning. I journal. And for how long? However long I feel like. Sometimes I write like a paragraph. Sometimes I write like three pages. Wow. Um, but and it's just like dumping things. But I, I think. I, I think it's really important to take some time to reflect on your life and, and think about your life because if not, it'll just go in a direction. And you have to take aim. Like you have to curate your life. Uh, and I think journaling is something that really helps me feel like I'm active in being a creator of of my life and how it's going and and who I am. And I think a lot of times we just get swept up in in the momentum of things and the next thing you know it's like a year has gone by and or 10 years or 10 years <laughs> and have you done what you wanted to do or are you you know going in a direction you want to go are you the person that you want to be and that was a big one for me learning when I was going through that hard time is like the if you you can be whoever you want to be like just start doing the things that that person would do like you want to be the person who works out every day, then just work out every day. Like just do it. Like start doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It takes one step at a time. It sounds so cliche, but like you have to start somewhere. It sounds so overwhelming when you're like, I have to do this. I have to lose weight. I have to do. Yes. If you think about the whole thing, but tomorrow or right now, do it. Go for a walk. Do It's those little things that just add up, add up to get you where you want to go. Small, manageable goals. Yeah. But you just do them. And like the more you do them, the like the smaller things, you're like, oh, okay. And then you're proud of yourself. You feel good about yourself. You know, you feel good about who you are. And that yeah. gives you more strength to do even more things. Last question. Uh, Nico, what do you consider to be your acting uh, role model? Who? Whose career you'd like to emulate a little bit? Hmm. First person that comes to mind. Charlize... Uh... Charlize Theron. Am I say even saying her last? Yeah, name? Charlize yeah. Theron. Yeah. Strong woman too, very strong. Yeah, and does like a nice mix of big blockbustery things yeah. and also like incredible indie, um, indie films. Are you gonna direct features? Do you want to direct features? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you want. You want to transition into that. I yeah. I think there's a. Uh, a creative freedom and like that you get in a total world building that you, you get to do with, with a film and, and the time to like really, really like craft and curate it um, and have that. Yeah. Control. 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 What song was that? Who sang that? Janet. Control. You don't know that, Ryan? Janet Jackson. That's because he's really young. Although you're young. Yeah, but Janet Jackson. Yeah, Janet Jackson. It's the mustache, Ryan. I think it's the mustache. You just trimmed that. I know down. Florence Welch. We could talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I know her. Uh, this has been great. Thanks for being so open and honest and just really cool. I mean, I had a really good time talking to you. This is cool. Yeah. Thanks. It's yeah. nice talking to you, too. Thanks. There you have it. Another episode in the can. 
in the can. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you really liked this episode and you enjoyed listening to Katie, I urge you to stick around next week, give the podcast a chance. We're always trying to get new listeners, new people to come on board and uh, spread the word, spread the gospel, Mm -hmm. if you will. You know, uh, it's important. So again, our handles are at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at Inside of You Pod on the Twitter. Um, Ryan, you got anything going on? I mean, I'm just traveling a lot, finally. You are traveling a lot. Yeah. You're going to be exhausted. I am. Are you going to be grumpy when you come back? I hope not. Yeah, I hope not either. I hope I get a little uh, get a little respite, get a little clarity, see a little different part of the world that's not my apartment. Yeah, you're going to Ireland. Uh, not, not, quite, yet. not yet. Not yet. Not uh, yet. Yeah, France, England, Spain. Wow. Trying to pack it all in in one. Pack it all in. It might be too much fun. That might be too much fun. Yeah. I think you're going to have a great time, but I think you are going to be exhausted. Oh, yeah. About a week into vacation, I'm kind of like, I want to go back home. I just what? want my bed. I want clean clothes. <laughs> I want a hamburger. <laughs> just want my own shit. You can man. get that anywhere. Yeah, I guess you, well, you sort of can. Well, almost anywhere. It's probably a, a Parisian, a Parisian um, uh, hamburger is probably expensive. But it's tasty, though. But it's tasty. I'm not French bread. Brioche bun. Brioche bun. Ooh. Ooh. La la. <laughs> hey, check out the Inside of You online store if you want some cool merch. We got Funko Pops of Lex Luthor and scripts signed and lunchbox signed by Tom Welling and myself and a bunch of other stuff. Tumblers, Inside of You merch, blah, blah. And I forgot to say in the... Well, maybe I did because we'll do it again. But join Patreon, um, my lovable patrons. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash inside of you, they uh, support the podcast in many ways. There's different tiers. I send b- merch boxes, blah, blah, blah. Check it out. I'll send you a message after you join. Uh, patreon.com slash inside of you. So I think we should get right into it. We should get into the top tier patrons. Let's do it. Let's do it, Ryan. Let's do it. Here we go. Give them shout outs. Nancy D, Leah S, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H. I just saw Brian H at the uh, OMD concert. I went to a concert, OMD Orchestral Maneuvers in the Night. I touch you once, I touch you twice. I got the shirt on. You got the shirt. And I saw Brian H. Good to see you, Brian. Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Kristen K, Raj C, Joshua D, CJ P, Jennifer N, Stacey L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Kimberly E. Uh, Mike E. Eldon Supremo, 99 more. Ramiro, San Diego M. Chad. D-W. W is correct. <laughs> Leanne P., Maya P., Maddie S., Belinda N., Chris H., Dave H., Sheila G., Brad D., Ray H., Tabitha T., Tom N., Liliana A., Talia M., Betsy D. Hi, Betsy. Hi, Chad L., Rochelle, Marion, Meg K., Trav. L. Dan. Um, I don't remember. L. Close. M? Closer. N? <laughs> yes, it's Dan N. Big Stevie W, Angel M, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Super. Sam. Dev. Nexon. Michelle A, Jeremy C, Andy T, Cody R, Gavinator, David C, John B, Brandy D, Yavor. Yavor. I met Yavor. I met Yavor at a, a con. Oh, nice. Sweet man. Oh, nice. Yavor, it was a pleasure meeting you. Met him at a convention. Camille S, The C, Joey M, Willie F, David H, Omar I, Design OTG, our good friends Eugene and Leah, Chris P, Nikki G, Corey, Nicole, Patricia, Heather L, Jake B, James B, Bobbitt, Joshua B, Tony G, Megan T, Mel S, Orlando C, John B, Caroline R, Rob E, Paul C, Christine S, 
Yes. 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 Yes, Christine. Yes. Christine S. I just want to keep saying it. Sarah S. Eric H. Spring. Jennifer R. Shane. Shane spelled S-H-A-Y-N-E. I've seen it. Shane R. Emma R. Mark M. Jeremy V. Andrew M. Robert G. And this is a difficult one. Z-A-T-O-I-C-H-I-77. A new one. Zatoichi? Zatoichi? 77? If I messed your name up, I apologize, but I love you. You're awesome. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll get there. I'm sure you'll send me a message saying this is how you pronounce it. But, I mean, how the hell would I know how to pronounce that? But I'm glad you're with us. Uh, Again, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it today. I I don't have too much to say I felt like today in today's podcast. It It was, you know, it's just like, hey, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's listen. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and I know some people say, oh, you seem a little like, you know, I don't know. There's, you didn't have much to say. You weren't your jovial self, but I, I am. I'm just a little tired. I went to that concert last night and I just feel like let the episode speak for itself. You can't be on all the time. That's you can't ridiculous. be, man. It's, it's hard to be. I mean, could you imagine though, if I was just like this? Hey, um, so Ryan, um, yesterday I was, uh, huh. I don't think anybody would want to listen if they heard me like that. So that's why I pick it up a little bit. See, that's why I talk like that. That's why I, you know, but I am me. I am myself. Damn it. I love you guys. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you. Thank you for um, choosing our podcast, our podcast inside of you with Michael Rose mom as your podcast this week. Continue to listen, follow, uh, and I thank you from myself, Michael Rosenbaum in the Hollywood Hills of California. I'm Ryan Tays over here. Also in the Hollywood Hills, California. <laughs> That's correct. A little wave to the camera, Ryan. Hey, guys, be good to yourselves. Please be good to yourselves. You are all you've got, really, at the end of the day. All right, we'll see you. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.